snap. We're back for another episode of the Youth Ministry Booster Podcast. Hanging out with my buddy and best friend, the one, the only, Chad the Higgins. Chad, what's up, buddy? Zach, I need a I need a theme song. Like I need my own Like a live theme song? Yeah, well, you know, like uh you know how like when a wrestler comes to the ring. No, don't get me started about pro wrestling. That's a whole different episode. We, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to save that for a whole other podcast. If you are a listener of the Youth Ministry Booster Podcast and you think, man, I'd love to hear Zach's hot takes on pro wrestling, uh, leave us a little love, little comments because I've got I've got strong opinions about pro wrestling's impact on celebrity culture and ministry and i really want to unload those somewhere but i don't know if this audience is ready for it unless you are ready okay for so it. here here's what i'm asking because in the in the past many years ago if you've been listening for a while you know that for many years zach and i would do a shark week episode that's true during shark <laughs> oh week. my gosh did we get to do wrestlemania week so did we get to do road to wrestlemania I, week as a podcast I, think, I am here for it i think if we have enough people who like text us tweet at us that kind of deal okay uh, dude, I'm down. Whether it's like WrestleMania, it, when is WrestleMania? Is April, April. It's, it's, yeah, oh. it coincides with Easter stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, we're, right now, we're, we, we, we just finished up with Super Summer or SummerSlam stuff. Uh, so SummerSlam is just finished. We're kind of now like thinking about Survivor Series stuff for the, for the Big Four. So, oh. but Royal, I didn't know Royal, there was Big Four. There's a Big Four. So Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, uh, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series are traditionally are the Big Four. If you know Zach, I. Either either the fact that you're a wrestling fan is either makes a whole lot of sense or is the mm. most confusing thing ever for your personality. I, mean, I don't like let that out at the, the barista coffee shops that right. I go to. <laughs> right. But it is one of those, if you know, like my upbringing, like that was. Right. You're not sharing that with like Ivy League educated folks. No, my Duke crew did not watch for wrestling <laughs> together. But I, but I will say that. Uh, so one of my best friends who's still into wrestling today. So I have two friends that we still share on Instagram back and forth. A lot of wrestling memes. Uh, one of the guys lives in Oklahoma and one guy lives in California. The California friend came back and visited and we talked it up. Up and it was great. He actually did some MMA for a while. He was like that into it for stuff. Have you seen the like wrestling pastor? He's done. So he retired. So that's one. What? Yeah. So I love that guy. He retired. So there's a little. How piece do you of me. retire well, from he, he, Instagram? He, well, he, he he retired the 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 mask or the mantle of being wrestling pastor. Okay. And he's went back to being regular guy. And so, but but there was a moment. <laughs> too too was, much celebrity. There was too much celebrity. Uh, there was a moment this summer during a lot of the like SBC like would be drama that people were like we're really hoping that he'll have some great post come out of retirement put the boot put the, put the boots back on um, but he didn't so anyway no uh but pro wrestling so grew up in it so we actually were hanging out with our nashville crew a couple weeks ago for launch stuff right and we talked about um uh, some things that we used to do for high school lunches. So we were talking about like CZ's pizza, yeah. like the Taco Bell runs. But the story that I didn't share with them that I'll share with you in this audience is that every pretty much Thursday or Friday, all of my buddies would come over during high school lunch. We had off-campus off lunch in high school. Yeah, yeah. They'd come over and we would play uh, wrestling video games. So either like oh, N64, dude, Revenge, games. WrestleMania 2000, some of the some of the PS2 ones, like the SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. Like a lot of those you could play like four, five, six players 
were the best. And so on one of them, I think it was Here Comes the Pain, we did the, like, we made ourselves and did a full-on Royal Rumble with, like, our own avatars for stuff. Like, we were really into it. It, It's a big deal. It's one of those, like, pervasive, like, themes or motifs in life that, like, there's a book or a blog post coming from it, for sure. Okay. Um, All right. So for you, Zach, and our listeners, I would love to hear your feedback on this. Okay. What is the best N64 game of all time? N64 game? N64 wrestling game? N64 game. Uh, N64 game of all time. I mean, Zelda Ocarina of Time is really strong. It's a really great entry. It's one of the best Zelda games. Uh, I mean, the N64 wrestling games, there's kind of this like arc of them that starts with WCW, NWO. They were very good. Revenge, because all those THQ games. I mean, I mean... I liked WrestleMania 2000 the most. I know, I think it was like, uh, oh my gosh, like No Mercy or Revenge, whatever came out after that one that was like the one. I am a huge fan of, of the Smash Brothers game because of what it created yeah. in that realm. But I spent the most time playing GoldenEye. GoldenEye was my, that's mine. But my sleeper hit. So GoldenEye is like kind right, of, right. but Perfect Dark is probably, at least for my brother and Wait, I. Wait, what is Perfect Dark? So Perfect Dark was the team that made GoldenEye, but you could add bots. So my brother and Ooh. I playing at home would add like, you know, I think you could add up to 16 bots. It was like a crazy amount of like, basically it was death matching, team death matching stuff from GoldenEye, but with like computer players. So it wasn't dependent on like you having three buddies. You could have extra folks in the mix too, like extra like computer bots. So that one got a lot of play and it had co-op story mode, which any game growing up, my brother and I are super close and anything that was like couch co-op for video games yeah. was a huge piece of our growing up. Did you do land parties back in the day? So our house was the Halo house. Okay. So we had an upstairs area that was the big room. We're dating ourselves, by the way. That's okay. For all the yeah. millennial youth pastors, for all the guys that are like- We're like so cool, elders, guys. We're so cool. It's fine. It's cool. Like hamburger controllers on Xbox. <laughs> if you understood that reference, we can be best friends. Yeah, forget the S controller. I want the hamburger. Um, so my parents upstairs, there was the big room with the big TV- but my mom had this huge walk-in craft closet. It was like the epitome of children's ministry. It had my dad's keyboard set up. There was like shelves of craft stuff, but it was big enough to put a team of four guys in to play Halo. So it was the same room with doors that closed. Amazing. And we played four-on-four, Capture the Flag, in, in Blood Gulch, like for hours but the line that's worth sharing for anybody that knows my family is that we would make unfortunate your mom jokes but because it was my house the follow-up line was she's downstairs <laughs> so people would make like really silly like your mom jokes and be like but she's downstairs right. and so that was like always the line that we did and she brought us cookies like we played land party halo brought us cookies it was great so uh, but star fox 64 is my personal pick for favorite n64 games exactly. so how's that I- I I love it. I think we need to have I think we me and you need to create like a youth pastor conference that's just for 16 people. <laughs> it's just Halo 1. And we it's basically just, just Halo 1. Rent a cabin, we bring in like I love it. 14 other youth pastors 
and like maybe we talk about youth pastor, youth ministry a little bit, um, but mainly it's just us playing like Land Halo, Land Halo, and like a GoldenEye tournament. I, I love, oh. I love that. And people, but people ask, why is it so exclusive? We're like, you know, it's just a really like it's a high ticket event. Yeah, like if you go, you don't talk about it. Like high you ticket, have to have- eighty nine dollars. Yeah, but it's a real high <laughs> ticket event. It's a real important deal. Yeah, no, the, a sixteen person event would be. We could do like seventeen. Have like an alternate in case somebody got really sick. Right? No, like, dude. Because like then I would nachos. be. The, no, no, no. Because then I'm the guy <laughs> like the referee. Watching. Yeah, yeah. You're the I don't want to be that guy. Like oh, I want to be in it sticking somebody with nades. You know, dude. The plasma grenade. That's a. Fu- it's, it's a real. Thrill. It's a. It's a good feeling, man. It's a good feeling. Dude, we have wandered at the front of this episode, but I think people enjoy it. I know I enjoy it. Well, so the callback is this. So part of the land party thing that was so good is by the end of summer, there was little factions Mm. of people in the community. So I had a team that was me, my wrestling buddy, Koji, uh, sexy Dave. Which, Wait, uh, please don't ever call someone <laughs> Sexy Dave. Well, I mean, it's Halo. It was his gamer tag. That was his thing. And usually, like, it was my brother or a rotating fourth. But Logan and his gang of four were the rivals from down the block. Oh, this is like Benny and the Jets. Yeah, you know, it was. So Logan and his boys would come over. Like Benny was the sniper. Uh, usually they had like there they were two brothers that were pretty good, and so Logan would bring his guys over, and so it literally was like like neighborhood edition yeah. warfare of stuff, and so it was super fun. So Halo, which is the tie-in for the episode? Halo you know? Two, which is a better map, Lockout or Ascension? Uh, Ascension's pretty great because it's asymmetrical. Yeah, I don't know. Lockout's good. We, oh man, that's hard to know. I think probably Ascension. Ascension feels like that map that kind of defined like um, there wasn't like a clear like one side or this side. There was just like two sides to play. Yeah. The bowl in the middle. Right. The bowl in the middle was great. Yeah. Dude, snipers and shotguns on Ascension. Yeah. Is so much fun. But by the same token, I love this. The perfect symmetry of Beaver Creek. We played oh, a lot. Yeah, of, you yeah. could drop in the top or the sides. We loved a good Beaver Creek like yeah, CTF yeah. match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so good. Yeah. But I'm gonna go I'll vote Ascension. Uh the topic for today's episode that Chad wanted to bring that we thought was good was the youth pastor down the street. Yeah. Which I mean, bold topic. I mean, you're stepping on somebody's toes. I think there are a lot of folks that have that person identified. And, and you are that person. Or you are that person. Yeah. Either you like you know the target or you are the target. Mm. And that's a weird feeling. That's a weird feeling. So, Chad, what did you – you mentioned that phrase. We're going to dive into it. Give some folks a little bit of, like, context, pretense of, like, what do you mean by that right. before we just totally offend somebody? Right, right. Well, so uh, you and I have been talking a lot about community. Um, we've got the uh, – I mean, it's the countdown to sign up for Youth Ministry Booster. Yep, that's it's coming. number one. It's coming. Yeah, it's very, very quick. And so – um, we've been talking a lot about community with inside of, you know, Youth Ministry Booster. That is um, really what we're trying to do is connect youth pastors with other youth pastors to, one, grow with one another, but even more than that, have men and women around you that can support, challenge, encourage you. Um, but we also, for Zach and I, who have been in ministry for almost 20 years now yeah. apiece, um, we also know that thanks some, for rounding that up, by the way. Yeah, you sure. know, that that keeps it general. I mean, we we dated ourselves with our video game. We life. did, that's true. That's true. Um, but but for us, you know, and all of us, uh, 
between churches in the same town, especially depending on the size of your town, yeah, um, you may have a great relationship with other ministers at other churches. But then sometimes there are some like, you know, hard relationships. Maybe because if we're gonna be honest, like maybe you had that one student that was like really dynamic yeah. that you loved yeah, and yeah, started yeah. going to the other church, or you know, maybe like anytime you want to get together with some of the other youth pastors, it may not always be met with like the most like gracious, inviting welcome. We're too big to come to your meeting. Yeah. Or they used to be at your church, but yeah. they went to that church. That's that could be some bad blood. That There's could be some all real kinds bad of blood. dynamics yeah. that happened, right? And so um yeah, one of the things that I thought would be helpful to talk about is that. And you know, and because I think a lot of times in ministry, if we're gonna be honest, I think sometimes we try to sugarcoat everything yeah. and put it in this like Oh, well, of course there's no competition, right, right? Right. We never compare ourselves to them. Right. And let's be honest, we know you all listening and we know ourselves to say enough to say, hey, let's be honest and yeah, say, it happens. hey, sometimes we can get jealous. Yeah. Sometimes we can have this comparison game where we want to just like hide our hole in the head or hide our, our head, head in the hole. In the hole. Yeah. yeah. All of these kind of things. And, and I think that there's some health in really talking about it and saying, hey, this is the reality of the feeling. Yep. One, let's squish it. Yep. Um, but what are some things that we can do to create some better relationship with the guy down the road? Yep. How can we help ourselves in this comparison game? All of these things. So let's let's start here and say, um, if you feel like you know who the guy down the road is, like if you know, if you feel like either they're the resource church or the big church or the established church. Um, can I share that they probably, not all, but probably don't know if it's okay to call you? So one of the things that I would share after, and this is, again, we're dating ourselves, after podcasting for almost six years, mm-hmm. um, a lot of folks are really approachable on non-Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have gotten to talk to some of, like, our favoritest, most, like, esteemed people in student ministry because we got them on the right day. Yeah. Like, I remember the times we got to talk to our favorite professors or speakers or leaders or youth pastors just because we were like, hey, I know you're really busy. Give me time on a Thursday or a Friday. And almost every single one had a time for a phone call or a Zoom call or a, if they were, you know, remotely in town, like a meetup. And so if you're feeling like big church youth pastor person won't have time for you, at least try this and say, man, I, I, I've, you know, you know, I've, I've heard about your ministry. I've seen some things. My students have talked about some things you're doing. Can I just learn more about what you're doing? And you tell me a time that might work to meet. And if they totally shut you out, then maybe they are cold, hard, busy, whatever. But be open to the surprise. Be prepared to be sure. surprised and like, man, I would love yeah. to have coffee. When I was a young youth pastor uh, in in Bethany, Oklahoma, the big church down the road, like I did that because I didn't know any better. And they gave us free curriculum because they were like, we have too much. We churn through this. If you don't mind being a month behind <laughs> us, we they literally footed our curriculum bill because wow. they rotated through it. And I'm forever thankful to Chris that he was open to right. do that. 
and it was an accident. Yeah. And so like carrying that into some of this, and we talked even before the podcast, some, one of my favorite people in youth ministry now is not a person that I probably would have like called up when I was on staff at a church in Tulsa because I felt like we were like competitor churches. Mm-hmm. But man, I'm so glad that I have this perspective. So if I could encourage you as someone that maybe you've listened to for a few years, maybe you trust, maybe you don't, but let me just share and tell you that they are probably more willing to receive you than you realized, especially if you were like kind and humble about like, I just want to connect with you and learn from you. Not, hey, we ought to do this thing or, hey, you know, I want to put a spotlight on you, you know, teach me what you do, but just right. let's just connect and just share a heart and a calling in ministry. Uh, because, I mean, again, I have been so surprised at so many people that I had lifted up so high we're actually the the most kind and humble. Right. So if you're feeling that way, I would share it that way. So Chad, we can give us yeah. some wisdom as well. Yeah. Hey, hey, we ought to do something is probably not the best. We should do D now together. Yeah. We'll, we're actually we're really busy and like our calendar's right. really tight. Like that's not a personal offense. That's because they've got seven ladders of things to go through. But hey, like can we just connect and talk about how to minister in our community? You're probably going to get a right. yes, especially if you schedule it in advance. Sure. Yeah. Well, and I know, I know for myself, being the guy at one point at the larger church. You were at the big church for a while. You were the guy it, at the big it church. It was, I mean, we would, tr- you know, our staff, we tried to make some of the like local networking things. And I remember like, there were some kind of hurtful things that were said to us every once in a while. Oh, when you showed up, they were mean to you? Um, Not, not, not to be like middle school about it, but kind of yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. Okay. <laughs> well, because like... Anytime they would do something like communal together, we were never a part of it. Oh, because you got slided a little bit sometimes. Well, so and and I'll just give you the insight from our perspective. It was really hard to make something like that happen, and so for our ministry and the size of our ministry and what was going on, the type of students that we were pulling, those kind of deals. The like random Wednesday night at the bowling alley didn't work. Yeah, like the logistics and the scheduling just did just not the log- logistics and all that. Yeah. And I I think for a lot of the other youth pastors in our town, like there was always this deal of like, well, you guys don't want to do anything. You think you're better than us, but the reality was like, if we come to the bowling alley, we are the bowling alley. We're gonna fill it up. Yeah, and we've got a, we've got a charter buses, which is really right. expensive. Like, there's for this event. all kinds of like, yeah. like, like things that we've got to jump through. Yeah, we've got executive pastors that anytime we leave the like campus, we've got to have like two waivers for yeah. everyone. Yeah. Like, and and so it was never this like easy process that like anytime you work with a larger organization or quote unquote corporate, it's slow. There are slow things. Yeah, and and so. I I don't think a lot of those things were ever like known in that setting. And so it it caused some tension. So it was literally not personal. It was purely professional. Not at all, man. Like everybody on our staff was like, yeah, we would definitely rather do that. Yeah. But to Um, go have lunch at the Mexican restaurant, to go grab chips and salsa. We would love it. There for it. We wanted to be there for it. All those kind of things. We really cared about it. Um, But moving, you know, all of our students or doing something like that was really, really difficult. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it would really take like 
multiple hours of like planning yeah. and what happens because at no matter what size, right? Like let's say you've got a youth ministry of 30 students and you plan a one-off night where everybody's going to meet at the bowling alley. Even if you're a youth ministry of 30 students, you probably have one student that doesn't get the information that shows yeah. up at your church. Yeah. And what do you do? Well, when you're a student ministry of four or 500, yeah. you have 30, 30 students, students that show up at the church. And now you haven't had a special parents meeting. <laughs> right. And and then what do you do? Yeah. And like, cause it's not just like leaving one leader behind to like bring them over. To shuttle over. You right. need a whole other bus like waiting at the church. For the, for the remainders. To, for the ones <laughs> that didn't get the communication. Yeah. And so like all of those kind of things that just make it a logistical nightmare yeah. to like do anything like that. And, and because we all know communicating to seventh grade students is unbelievably hard. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, if, if there's any argument for consistency in student ministry or under planning, it's because the mind of so many of your students is just so occupied that to do anything that deviates takes so much course correction and over communication that it's exhausting. Right. That's a side. That's, that's an aside. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about the stuff that breeds the competition though. So, so the, the first thing we want to share is uh, you can't be upset until you've made the, the ask, right? Like you can't be mad uh, until at least you've reached out across the aisle either way. But tell me a little bit more, Chad, give us a little bit of insight. What do you think breeds that competition? Like, that's not my church. This is not their church. But why do we still feel like we're in competition with each other? Like, a hundred years ago, it was like denominationally, like, oh, well, you know, this one versus that one. But now it just feels either like large versus small or resourced versus not resourced or like cool building or not cool building. Like, is that something that like just happens because of like have and have not? Are we programmed that way? Like what's really going on when we're feeling those feelings? I I think it comes back to the phrase that you used, my church versus their church. Mm. And I think we've intertwined our own worth as a minister into the number of students that we have um, because we live in a society where more, more, more. Yeah. And I think that if we feel like we're competing against the church down the road, then when we see them with more students or a better facility or all those kind of things, they feel like they're winning. Yeah. I also think that there's a level of it the where if we're going to be really honest, we're maybe a little dissatisfied with where we're at. Yeah. And even though we're probably not going to move to the church down the street, we may want to move to the church like across the state. Yeah. And I think that's a really unhealthy place to be at. And so it becomes this comparison game of like, well, if I just sent my re, you know, my resume out, maybe I'd land at a, like a slightly bigger church or one with like first in the name or whatever, and we feel like it's some some sort of like um, job work ladder yeah. that ministry really should never be. Mm. Um, I I think when we're when we totally get satisfied in just the work of ministry and like relying on 
God to like be faithful to where we're at. Um, I, I think that there's some real peace in that. There's some real um, fulfillment in our calling in that, that leads us to a place that is like, um, it is more fulfilling. Like it's not this comparison game. It, It allows us to like enjoy what we're doing and realize that it's not just, we're not playing some game. Right. It's not Halo competition where (laughs) you've got to have more kills this week than last week. More kills than death, man. KD ratio, right? right? right. It's it's being faithful. It's realizing that, like, Kevin, your seventh grader, is trying to figure out, like, who God is. And you get to play in that. Like, you get to help Kevin figure out that there's a God who created him and loved him. And I, I think somewhere along the way, because of our own sin, we've lost it. Yeah. We, we've, we've become programmed into thinking that we've got to like build something great to make a name for ourselves. When in reality, like enjoy the moment, yeah. like enjoy the moment to get to set with an eighth grader who just, and this is a weird thing to say, enjoy the moment, but like just broke up with their girlfriend and is devastated, but you get to set with them and walk with them and remind them of like their purpose and who they are and that their identities in Jesus. Yeah. Like, and they're not like gross or whatever. Right. Right. Someone will love them yeah. and these kind of things. And there's so much worth in that. And I think when we get wrapped up in the like build bigger, build better, yeah, we miss the fact of like doing life with people mm. and enjoying it and like being satisfied and realizing that the guy down the road his grass may look greener, but he also probably has army worms in his front yard as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think we miss that. Like we, we think that it's going to be better at the next place. And we find out that it's probably the exact same. Mm. More. That means mine is wrong. 10 times out of nine. Uh, snap. Hey, if you enjoy this episode of You Finish Your Booster Podcast and you want to connect with Chad, Zach, and the rest of the community, uh, leave us a note, a review, a like, or find us online at youfinishyourbooster.com. We'd love to connect and serve alongside you as the guys down your street that love and care about you. 